Hello, I'm Dana Ford, head coach of the Tennessee State Tigers men's basketball team. And I'd like to invite you to be a part of the Rebound Foundation game that takes place February 16th at the Gentry Center at 8 p.m. Central and can be seen on ESPNU. The mission of the Rebound Foundation is to provide the necessary building blocks for women and children recovering from domestic violence. You can make a contribution without being at the game at pledgeit.org, TSU Rebound Challenge. To find out more information about the Rebound Foundation, visit www.thereboundfound.org. You can also follow us on social media at the handle The Rebound Foundation. Help the Tigers stand up against domestic violence by pledging to end it. For all your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at BlueberryProductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions. Also, a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Fantasy football season is fast approaching, and if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at Draft Day Consultants. The concept is a simple one. Draft Day Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guide you through your draft, whether you just need a sounding board on decisions or if you need them to conduct your entire draft. Draft Day Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grind ENT, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, IllStreetRex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech and 313 Fresh, Family Grind ENT. Believe in it, get it. show I had a, here we got another great guest for you a great show for you you know i'm talking to my man titansire.com locked on titans podcast with terry mccormick and brad hopkins he always gives you great titans takes on the air or and off the air <laughs> the one and only greg Harris here on the boss man show greg what's up my friend what's going on tonight jr how are you how are things in atlanta we are freezing cold brother <laughs> The same here. I can I can understand that. That's why I'm staying inside tonight. 
<laughs> I hear that, man. I hear that. I guess I'd ask you, man. I know we talked about the early in the early in the year what the Titans we thought their their record would be. How surprised you with how well the Titans have played this year, and that the fact that if a game or two here or there things are a little bit different, how good they really could be, right record wise. Well. I picked them six and ten, so right now they're seven and six. They've outperformed my estimation by one game uh, with three still to play. What's really the most surprising, though, Jr. about it is the fact that they've been so competitive in every game. And you mentioned, and that was part of the question, uh, you know, a couple games. And you go back and you look at Minnesota for one, uh, two turnovers in that game really cost them an opportunity to have won that football game. And if you do that, obviously now they're sitting at eight and five instead of seven and six. And you throw in another game, and there were a couple in there actually uh, that they had opportunities to win. Uh, both games against the Colts were really games this team felt like they should have won and let get away, especially the first one here uh, when they had a lead late and had the Colts on the ropes and let them get away. So those two games certainly changed the dynamic a lot. And then you're looking at a possibility of having certainly the second Jacksonville game coming up next week that most people probably think is a win. They've got a chance, I think, this weekend going into Kansas City to get one and then closing out the year with Houston. We could be looking at a team that, with those two games, potentially uh, might have been an 11-5 team this year if they not allowed those two games to get away early on. And what does that say about Mike Malarkey and John Robinson's system and they had to change the culture over at St. Thomas Sports Park. The fact that these guys compete every game, every quarter, every minute of every game. And like last year, as you mean you both know in your previous years, those guys gave up and quit multiple games and just did not show no I'm well I know there's a lack of talent as well, but some of those gave up. They they never thought that out they were actually winning games. So what, what do you say about Robinson and Malarkey's program, how they have those guys playing with energy and have those guys just playing to win, not playing to lose all the time? Well, what it says to me, and, and I've said this several times and will continue to say it, uh, it says that they had a plan that uh, they sat down when those two gentlemen got hired because they may have known each other. You know how the NFL works. Most everybody in NFL circles knows each other or knows of each other or have been around each other at some point in time, uh, you're not necessarily always close to people, but they came in, they sat down, they put the plan together for what they wanted to do, and it has been a cohesive unit, the two of them working together to come up with uh, what they wanted to do and how they wanted to go about it, and they've done that. And the part that uh, that I've preached about and, and will continue to is the fact that I think Mike Malarkey probably – uh, even though people were concerned it wasn't a very popular hire around here, is a better football coach than people gave him credit for. And I stand on this uh, to prove that. You go back and look at his record in Buffalo and in Jacksonville as the head coach, it wasn't very good. But the one year that he did win in Buffalo, he had Drew Bledsoe as a quarterback. You go look at the years he lost, Bledsoe left after that one season. He had chopped steak and chopped liver as his quarterbacks in the other two stops, and now he's got that guy in Marcus Mariota. They struggled last year, obviously. Malarkey took over as the interim head coach after Wisenhunt fired in the middle of the year, but they've got a quarterback that's playing winning football. They've put some pieces around him, and give Mike Malarkey a lot of credit because he has got these guys. They have bought in. 
They love what he's doing. He's a player's coach, and I think that's the biggest difference. And along with John Robinson, certainly deserves credit, too, for uh, the selections and the, the players that he signed. Richard Matthews getting DeMarco Murray obviously have been uh, two welcome big additions to this team. But the plan is working, and give Mike Malarkey a little bit more credit than uh, perhaps people did to begin with. And I personally think those two guys should be up for coach and executive of the year. I can agree with that. I'm glad to see my man, Mike Malarkey, doing good in Tennessee. Folks, we're joined by Greg Arias here on the Boss Man Show. Now, tell me, how was the crowd at Nissan Stadium for that Denver game? Was it more festive than usual? Was it more ruckus than usual that we see? Because I, I, I didn't see the game uh, on Sunday, so I it wasn't on, on down here. So, But how was that crowd up there? It was a pretty good crowd. It was one of the bigger crowds we've seen in a while. It was it was not full, uh, but uh, I think that's something that's coming. Each week we've seen throughout this season at home games, the better this team has played, the more people that have showed up. Now, there was a lot of orange in the crowd. Bronco fans were there, but you go back and you look at this because coming into this season, this Titans team had five combined wins the last two years, and when tickets went on sale – Local fans of the Broncos or fans of the area, people in Kentucky, maybe even uh, down in North, North Georgia, North Alabama that are Broncos fans said, hey, we can go up, buy tickets because the Titans fans aren't going to buy them. And I think we've seen that play out through the course of the year. The tickets are sold preseason and people have bought them up. So we've seen a lot of other colored jerseys uh, in the seats and that happened with the Broncos. But there was certainly, when the Titans got off to such a great start, took that 13 nothing lead in the first half and were playing so well and running right at Denver, that crowd was really loud and really into the ball game and played a factor in it. Now, the Broncos certainly made their comeback in the second half, got to playing a little bit better, got the 10 points, cut the lead down to three, got the football back. But on that last drive that where the Broncos had the fumble that ultimately the Titans recovered and were able to run out the clock, that crowd was as loud and into the ball game as anything has been here in a long time. I would love to see that one. Day. I would love to go. I would love to see that. Uh, I haven't seen a Titans game very hype in a long time, so it's been a great sight to see there. And as it comes to the AFC South race, uh, the Titans have some tiebreaker issues in the AFC South race. Do you think this is going to come down to Houston and Tennessee on New Year's Day to win that division? Or will Indy have something to say about that? And will those Indy games cost the Titans, in your opinion, winning that division? Well, Indy's certainly going to have something to say about it. But here's the thing. Indy has the tougher schedule. They've still got to play Minnesota. They've still got to play Oakland as two of their final three games. And certainly both those teams are very capable of beating Indianapolis, as are any teams in the NFL on any given day. I understand that. But when you look at the three teams, Houston, Tennessee, and Indy, the Titans is exactly easy when you consider that they uh, have a game at Kansas City this week and they finish up with Houston. They do have Jacksonville sandwiched in there. Houston has a game with Cincinnati, a game with the Jaguars, and a game with the Titans on their schedule. So the Titans and Texans have a little bit easier path. That said, if Oakland and Minnesota do beat the Colts and knock them down, already their game down now, having lost uh, on Sunday, and obviously uh, that three-way tie doesn't exist at the moment. So two more losses for them. If the Texans and the Titans take care of their business, they could come in tied for a winner-take-all game on New Year's Day here when the Texans come to Nashville. And I think 
that probably those two teams will be the two teams that will be fighting for it. I don't know if they'll be tied. Unsure how that's going to work out. The Titans certainly do have tiebreaker issues if it comes down to a tie with the Jaguar, or excuse me, with the uh, Texans for overall record because they would have split with the Texans if they can win that game. They'll have two wins over the Jaguars, but the Texans would have a better division record. So the hope for the Titans is you've got to match the Texans game for game. If they win or lose, you either have to do that or one-up them to make sure that when you come into New Year's Day, that game is for the division title. And I think would that be the Titans' first Sunday night football game in a long time? Because I'm pretty sure that NBC will make that game a Sunday night football game if that happens. Yes, I think it would be flexed. They could flex it out into the Sunday night game. And I tell you, the last time I remember a Sunday night game, it was Christmas night. And gosh, it's been probably 10 years ago when it was the Broncos here uh, came to Nashville on a Christmas night. It was freezing cold. And I remember that. Out. I was there. Yeah. <laughs> it was not a it was not a Denver or Green Bay type of snow, but it was snowing. It didn't affect the game, but there was snow in the air and around that night. It's been a long time since they've had one, but, yes, I think it will be uh, if that game is for the division title, those two teams with the winner taking all of it, it'll be flexed and moved to Sunday night. And certainly uh, we hope you can make it up and, uh, and enjoy the cuisine in the press box with us on that night. <laughs> well, well, that's actually a bad night for me because, you know, that's the last game at the Georgia Dome during the daytime. And then that night the Hawks play the Spurs that night. So, unfortunately, I'll miss that on New Year's Day. I got a busy New Year's Day already. <laughs> Now, I was going to say, you know, you can just bring your private jet after you get through in the Georgia Dome and fly on up and be here in time for the night game. But since you've got NBA duties, I guess I'll have to excuse you for that one. Exactly, yes. The, the Hawks pay checks. you gotta, you got to get the paycheck. I understand that. Yes, indeed. Now, now, Greg, you know my phone's been blowing up all week over the block of my friend Harry Douglas on Chris Harris Jr., I'm going to reframe my opinion on it, <laughs> but after after reviewing it, what is your feeling on the blocking reaction of his block from other people, the media, teammates, other players in the league? What, 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 do you, what do you feel about that block? Well, now, I haven't heard a lot from other players in the league about it. Certainly the Titans players support him. Uh, you've heard the negatives, obviously. Uh, from the Broncos players, from Chris Harris. And he has a right to be upset if that's the way he feels. Now, you and I know Harry. You know him certainly better than I do. But I don't think there was any intent on his part to try to injure or end the career of Chris Harris Jr. with that block. That's the way he blocks in the run game. And it's not something, as he said in the postgame, that they shouldn't have seen on film. And I was the first person to get to Harry in the locker room on Sunday and talk to him. And when I asked him, I said, tell me about the incident. And his first comment was, and Jr., you, you'll understand this one. What incident? What are you talking about? I don't know what you mean. We just want a football game. That's what that, Harry said. That's Harry Douglas for you. <laughs> absolutely. He, he did go back and, and talk and, you know, make the comments that he made, talking about if they had watched film, they know that's how I block. Uh, so, you know, it's legal within the rules. I personally think that the rules should be changed to take it out of the game and make guys go up and make a big, you know, a regular block, I guess, or a big block, however you want to put it, 
get up top and get up into the guy's jersey and numbers and shoulder pads and make a block that way. Uh, that's a personal opinion. The league and the rule as it is now, he didn't do anything wrong. And as far as the local media, there have been some split. There have been some guys saying, well, yes, it's legal according to the rules, but, you know, you really don't do that. Uh, you know, it, it's personal opinion. I don't think he did anything wrong, obviously, because of the rule. I would like to see the rule change to take it out. I don't think there was any intent. And I think uh, certainly the Broncos are really the only ones that have made a big deal out of this. And Chris Harris, Jr., I, he, he has a right to, okay, if he feels like somebody tried to injure him. Aqib Tlaib, we know about him. We know about his reputation. We know about the uh, unsavory or, uh, let's just say it, dirty things that he's done at times. Uh, in other games, you know, there you can go on YouTube and, and put his name in and find video of some of the things, including poking a player in the eye, uh, you know, which is as dirty as it gets, in my opinion, uh, to do that. And then, you know, we knew as soon as he came out on that very next play and lined up across from Harry Douglas that something was going to happen. And it was poignant and poetic at the end. I don't know if you saw all the pictures but Akeem Tlaib got disposed of by Avery Williamson in that scrum on the sideline. Avery took one hand and just threw him out of the way down to the ground as they were trying to break things up on their, on the sideline. So uh, if Chris Harris Jr. had been the one to do it, that would be one thing. Akeem Tlaib just needed to stay out of it, in my opinion. I understand defending your teammates, but uh, he's not the one to do that, in my opinion. Well, you know, being um, Harry's friend, I haven't even brought it up to Harry. We were even talking about other stuff. I, I didn't bring it up to him. You know, I was like, if you want to talk about it, he can with me, but I ain't going to bring it up to him. So we ain't even made mention of it. It's like, I, it's like it, don't, it, didn't, it didn't happen. You know, <laughs> that's how he is. You know, if it, it happened, yeah. he, you know. Well, yeah, it happened, but you just don't have to talk about it. But, you know, obviously when we went in the locker room Sunday, that was big news and something that's part of our job we had to ask. And he stood up and, and answered the question after joking with me, as I told you earlier about, you know, what happened. He, he answered the question and answered it a few times and said what he said and, you know, stood up for himself. And I don't blame him in that. And, you know, hopefully that's the end of it. Maybe he and Chris Harris will get together sometime or run into each other at something during the off season and, you know, talk and, and, and make up, if you will. I don't know if there's any making up with the keep to lead, but, you know, that's well, a different story. Well, the problem story, is I, I really love living wouldn't... here in Atlanta. All of them live down in the offseason. So, it's... Yeah, and they have the same agent. <laughs> We're liable to see everybody at, at a Hawk game. That, that, that can go down at a Hawk game. I can see it. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, get some good video of that if anything happens. You know, you, you'll get an exclusive. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have, like, one of those, uh, like, TMZ videos. Uh, so <laughs> we have the, the scrum volume two, Titans, Broncos, and Phillips Arena. <laughs> volume two. I'll tell you what, that's what it is, Greg. Well, Greg. Now, the last question for you, man, is this. Uh, what do you feel that the Titans uh, need to do going going forward after this year, which we think will be a success based on the record? Uh, what does Robinson and Larkin need to do going forward to make their roster even more formidable and better to, to compete with the Texans of the world going forward? Well, let me say that this season is a, is a success in most everyone's eyes, even if this team loses the last three games as long as they – uh, stay competitive, play close, tough ball games. After winning just five games the last two seasons combined, a seven-win season this year, and if they win more, that's great. They get to eight, nine, ten, whatever they get to. It's a success no matter what happens. As far as what they've got to do going forward, they need to go out, obviously, and find some cornerbacks. 
Uh, LaShawn Sims, the rookie draft pick, fifth rounder, uh, came in and has played in the last couple of games, played well. In fact, he was the highest-rated defensive player for the Titans by PFF this week. So he's a guy that the potential is there that could step in and fill a cornerback role, but they're still going to have to go out and add some more at corner. They need to add some safeties. They need to get another pass rusher. Uh, They need to get an inside linebacker or two, and they need to get a wide receiver and even a tight end. Delaney Walker is still there. He's still effective. But this team for so long, Jr. and you know this, has failed to plan for the future and then had a guy like a Delaney Walker who played so well and you know that guys can just hit the end of the road for themselves, hit the wall, and their career really be done. They just lose it uh, very quickly. And they haven't failed to – or they failed, rather, to plan for the future. So I think they need to find a tight end that can come in and be groomed to step in and take over the Delaney Walker role in the next couple of years when his contract is up or when he finally reaches the end of the line as far as his ability to play this game. If they do those things, and I think they will, they've got free agency in the draft to do that in, this team could take another big jump. Now, I'm not saying Super Bowl because that's something teams still have to learn to win, and this team is still doing that. But certainly I think they could take a jump and be a serious division uh, championship contender and, and be a serious playoff contender to, to win some games in the playoffs. That's what's up, folks. You got from Greg Arias, who's locked on those Titans at TitanSire.com. Hey, Greg, thank you as always, my brother. Look forward to seeing you real soon, man. Absolutely. Let me know next time you're going to be in town, and uh, we'll get together and do something. And uh, hopefully once the uh, weather warms up, we get closer to the baseball season. Uh, we'll we'll get to a Braves game. We'll, we'll and I want you to come to a Hawk game too, Greg. A Hawk game on me, well, buddy. I, think, I, I can do that. Just let me know. All right, brother. Hey, thank you as always, man. I'll talk to you soon, man. All right, JR. Thanks. Have a great night. All right, folks. Greg Arias on the Boss Man Show. I'm Dana Ford, head coach of the Tennessee State Tigers men's basketball team, and I'd like to invite you to be a part of the Rebound Foundation game that takes place February 16th at the Gentry Center at 8 p.m. Central and can be seen on ESPNU. The mission of the Rebound Foundation is to provide the necessary building blocks for women and children recovering from domestic violence. You can make a contribution without being at the game at pledgeit.org, TSU Rebound Challenge, to find out more information about the Rebound Foundation, visit www.thereboundfound.org. You can also follow us on social media at the handle The Rebound Foundation. Help the Tigers stand up against domestic violence by pledging to end it.
all your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at blueberryproductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Fantasy football season is fast approaching, and if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at Draft Day Consultants. The concept is a simple one. Draft Day Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guide you through your draft. Whether you just need a sounding board on decisions, or if you need them to conduct your entire draft, Draft Day Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success, and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grinding NC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, IllStreetRex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech, and 313 Fresh, Family Grind, ENT. Believe in it, get it.